everybody at Chapman Keep the Promise Ministries. I want you guys to tune in right here at Keep the Promise Ministry Facebook page at 10 a.m. We're going to be talking about how we're never alone with Christ. We'll see you then. Pass it on. friends thanks for tuning in we are excited about jumping in and praising the lord with you so you've been prayed for i hope you guys are ready to just uh lift your voices we got the words up tim's been working diligently behind the scene and so uh we're just coming to you and thanking you for all you do so let's go ahead and praise the lord miss tiny uh, you got it Oh
like praising the Lord. We're going to keep it going. I hope you guys are enjoying that. I hope you're snapping and clapping, lifting your voices of praise to the Lord. He is surely worthy. Let's keep it going with a little glory and praise.
to pray for us. We're going to get ready to jump in. If you got your Bibles today, we're going to be primarily in Philippians chapter 1. So get ready, and we are going to blast off and share some Jesus. Amen. Let's do it. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for the gift of you, uh, for the gift of gathering, no matter what the manner, uh, Lord God, that, uh, you know, we are thankful for that. Uh, Lord, bring this message today in power and in might, that it would... Um, be something that we could apply to our lives. I know it's always something that we need to hear. So, Father, uh, give us ears to hear, a heart that's receptive, Lord, and equip Pastor Buddy to bring this message in the manner that you desire. Uh, Father, thank you for those that are listening. Lord, we pray that this is an encouraging message, Lord, that it's a challenging message. Father, that it's everything that we need in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'll tell you what. Praise God, friends. I just pray and hope and ask you to believe with me that I can deliver this message in the power of the spirit that the Lord poured it into my life. I want to be encouraging each and every time we come online. And I believe that through God's word, we can be difference makers because he already made the difference. So give us a thumbs up and a heart. Share the message. We're going to get ready to jump on in. So today we're going to be talking about never alone. Isn't that great comfort to realize that God will never leave us or forsake us? But I know over the last several weeks, it's been very different. It's been a different world. It's been a different situation for all of us. I mean, all throughout the country and everywhere we go and everywhere we look. But I want to tell you this, regardless, God's still in control. You know, I thought about this. Some are dealing with, with fear and uncertainty and doubt and maybe even some depression. And it's very real, um, you know, the different emotions that we experience during tough times. But also, I want to bring you hope today in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because regardless of what's going on during these times, we're kind of feeling kind of isolated. And I, I selected the story, or should I say the Lord selected this story and just really laid it right out before me. Because so many people can relate. The, the, the Bible figures and characters of the, of the Bible went through so many different things. And I think nobody better than Paul to share a few things on this. So I said, Lord, where do you want us to start today? Where do you want us to, to share today? And so if you got your Bibles, like I said, open them up to Philippians chapter 1. I've got a little reading. I'm going to um, reread a couple of things because I want to really drive some stuff home. But I want you to see this, and really this right here is my prayer for us. But this is, 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 as we go through this, I want you to see how Paul, even in the midst of all the things that he was dealing with, regardless of the darkness of the hour, I'm speaking to somebody today, regardless of the darkness of the hour, God's light is still available to shine through. And so I pray that you're encouraged. I know we've got friends that are going through some difficult times uh, with loss. We lift them up. I know that so many folks just have so many things going on, but I want to continue to point us to Christ and keep our eyes on the prize. So with that being said, this is really something I couldn't say it any better. Paul says this. He says in uh, verse three of chapter one, he says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. I want you to look at this real fast. He says, every time I think of you, he's talking about the church, his church family. And I, I want to say that to our church family first, but also to all that tune in and support and, 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 and lift us up. We have so many friends and so many partners around the world. You guys are so crucial to what we do. We couldn't do it without you. I know that uh, many of you all know that we have the opportunity to partner with other ministries, and God has blessed us so richly over the years that we've been able to start two churches in the Philippines because of what you do and how you give and how you are a part of everything through prayer. And so I want to tell you this from my heart. 
Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. And when we turn around and look at this, Paul says, my God. I can say that too because I know him. Can you say my God? Because I'm going to tell you what. Even though we're isolated physically, we're always united spiritually through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to hear that today. Even though physically we may not be able to meet, spiritually we can come together and be different makers. We can be lifting up each other. It's great that we have the ability through the technology that God has, has given man to be able to do some of these things, like we're doing the live stream and YouTube channels and things like that. And I know that it's caused many of us to stretch and grow. And I'm just so thankful that even in the midst of, of some of this darkness, like I said, God has provided light for us to continue to praise his holy name. We are never alone. So with that being said, I hope that we take full advantage of all that that God has given us. And I also want to share this. I want to give you a little backstory as I get ready to read the scriptures. Like I said earlier, if you've got your Bibles, um, you can turn around and go to Philippians 1. We're going to go through verse 3 through 11. But Paul's writing this from, uh, to the church of Philippi that him and Timothy had started on one of the mission trips. And I want to say something. It's something about a church family. I'm just going to park here for a minute. I know many people um, come and go and, and different things. And, and I understand this, that sometimes uh, people can sometimes get wounded in church. I pray that that doesn't happen. But I want to tell you this. The church is not the building. The church are the people that God has pulled together through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And while we might not always look like the best rep, uh, representative, I pray that we're looking better each day. The truth is you go to God's word and stand on God's word. And I pray that you plug into a Bible-believing church that's preaching and teaching the word of God. Because I'm going to tell you what, we all need to feed on the word. And Paul was celebrating this even when he was in a Roman prison. Now, I want you to, to get this story a little bit. We're talking about isolation. Here's a guy that can really... Uh, speak on isolation. Here he is being thrown in jail for doing what we can do freely, sharing the good news, sharing the gospel message. You know, a lot of times we, we say even today, well, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. I don't want to, you know, uh, offend anybody. Let me tell you what, friends. I would rather step on somebody's toes and tell them the truth than sit back and allow them to believe a lie and they spend eternity in hell. They don't need to. We don't need to. It's about Jesus Christ. That was the message. It's got a grip on my heart. I know it's got a grip on yours. Let's keep on partnering and moving forward so that others can come to the saving knowledge of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. All right? So with that being said, I want you to look at this. This is the characteristics, I pray, that, that, that we see in our lives as Christians. Even in this situation, I want to unpack this a little more. I really want to paint this picture the best I can. Here he is. In a Roman prison, they say he's usually shackled to a guard. Can you imagine being that guard? The, the witness that Paul has going through this difficult time in a, probably like a dungeon, they say like a cistern, which is like a dugout area where, where the sewage of the town would be coming through. I mean, this is no picnic, friends. This is, this is bad news. But still, look as we go through this, how he addresses his brothers and sisters. He doesn't let his situation overwhelm him in that of he, he knows that he will see 
in his eternal walk with the Lord. So let's go ahead and unpack this a little bit. I pray today that you know what, God will break any chains or bondage that you know what, that's trying to, to keep you from God's best. And let's take a look at this here now. If you got your Bibles, follow along. It says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God will, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Somebody click a thumbs up and say amen. So it is right that I should feel as I do all about you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Again, you heard those words. You heard the man's heart. How does somebody pin something like that when he's in the situation that he's in? When he's in a situation that he's shackled, he knows that his, his time here on earth is, is, is short. He's isolated. Today we're isolated. He's, he's fighting the enemy. Today we're fighting many enemies, one of them being the virus. But a lot of it is people denying the power of the cross. Let it be shown through your life and your faith how Jesus is an overcomer, and we are overcomers in Christ. I hope somebody's doing good. Share the page. Hit like. I'm going to keep telling you that all through what we're working on today. So if you've got a little note sheet that you want to take some notes down, we're going to primarily be looking at three points today. I might even have a bonus one for you. But we're going to pull together. We're going to stand together. We're going to grow together. So let's work through that and walk through that and show you what God's been showing us this week. As I was studying this week, there was a really cool story that I came about, and I want to share that with you. And I thought, boy, what a beautiful picture of how we are knitted together in that of the church body. And I think during these crazy times, we need to pull together more than any other time, but it's a great opportunity for us to come together and be better when we come out the other side instead of bitter. There was a story I read about a missionary back in the 1800s. His name was William Carey. And you talk about somebody pulling together. He had a call on his life to reach the people of India. And so he got with other people in his church and other brothers in the Lord. And he said, look, I want you to partner with me and I will go. I want you to promise me. I want you to tell me that you will support me on this mission. Years later, they interviewed one of the brothers that was supporting them, and he, he, he kind of made a picture like this. He said, it was a, as if William Carey was, was stepping out and, and going into the pit, and we lowered him in with the rope. And our faith and our guarantee and our promise to him was that we would never let go of the rope as long as we live. And I thought, isn't that pulling together? They would never let go of the rope. That means that they would always support their brother. That means that regardless of what was going on, their situation did not dictate what they were going to do. Their faith always, 
always showed what they would keep, their promise to their friend. God is a promise-keeping God. We can rest in that. So I want to go back, like I said, break out a few things, and here we go. Verse 3, it says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard until now. And I'm certain that God, who began a good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I want you to think about that for a minute. So the first point that I want to roll out of here is this. Do you serve with joy? As you look back here, he says, whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. I thought, isn't that amazing? I said, that's really the fingerprints of Christ on somebody's life, that they can still find the joy in the depths of sorrow. They can still find the victory when, when we feel like, man, there's no victory to be found. They can still produce and, and share and reflect Christ even in their crisis. I want you to hear that today. They don't do it on their own. They do it by the power of the Spirit that's that's put in them at the day they call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for forgiveness of their sin. So let's kind of just look at a few things here. What are the fingerprints of Christ in your life? I mean, how do people know that you're a believer? Is it from your, your walk, your talk, your going, your giving? Look at this. I said, you know, you still see the joy of the Lord in his writing, in what he did, in his faithfulness to the gospel. I say this many times. Happiness changes with happenings, but joy remains deeply rooted in our relationship to Christ. How's your joy today? Let's keep on rolling. The next thing I saw as I broke this out a little bit, partners participate. Partners participate. Give me a hand there, Timmy. Thank you. Partners participate in this thing here. They don't just talk about what they're going to do. They do what they say they're going to do regardless. Does your yes mean yes? Does your no mean no? Let me tell you what. Partners are crucial. You look at that in, in marriage. You look at that in anything else. But partnerships take trust. They take time. They take opportunities to step up and step out, even when it's not comfortable. I want you all to hear that. Even when it's not comfortable, they still do what they say. They pull together. And, you know, I, I look at this over and over, and I see so many times that I've had friends, acquaintances, and when things got tough, their words started to crumble. As a friend of mine says that I worked with for many years, he says, I don't want to be that guy. So, friends, I want my yes to be yes, my no to be no. And guess what? Sometimes, sometimes it's not comfortable standing up to your yes. Sometimes it's not comfortable defending your no. But you base that on the word of God and your conviction that God has put on your heart to do the right thing at the right time. And that's what I pray that we see to, as we go through this time, this, this, this crazy time, of isolation and, and, and discontent and so many things, but we can still have confidence to serve with the Lord. Take a look at this here. Serve with confidence. It says, God began a good work and he will finish what he started. But I would rather stay in step with God than walk backwards. How about that? I love this. It says, you know what? 
I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Let me tell you what. We have work to do. You say, what do you mean? I'm talking about getting the gospel message out there right here, right now. You say, how can I be a part of that? You can share the message. You can pray for somebody. You can pray for the ministry. You can go. You can give. You can do. I don't know what God's calling you to do. But I guarantee you, if you seek him, he will show you how to pull together for a time such as this. Like I said, when we, came, when we come out of this, let it be that we are better, not bitter. I know with a lot of stuff going on, it's easy to look at what we don't have. But friends, I want to tell you, please listen. Look at what you do have. Look at what you have in Christ. Look at this. Are you serving with joy? Are, are, you, are you being a, a, a partner that who participates? Not just talked about it. You know, a lot of times in life, in relationships, I'm just going to share this, the truth, truth of the matter. Have you ever been in a relationship where it's really one-sided? Where it's always the taken and never the given? Don't let that be us. Let the fingerprints of Christ shine through us where we are the ones that reach out. Or we are the ones that forgive. We are the ones that represent, and as my friend often says, represent, represent Christ to the world. Right now is the, one of the greatest hours for the church, I've said it every week, for us to sign. But you know what? We have to be eternal minded. Are you eternal minded? Let's take a look at this. Help me out over there, guys. Be eternal minded. I want to say it like this. Where is your focus? It's got to be eternally minded. We turn around and there we go. So often we look at things for today. So often we look at things in just for the moment. How often do we look at things from the eternal perspective? I can tell you this, the older I get, I believe I get a, a, a greater appreciation. Maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's I just realized that there's less sand in my hourglass than it was years ago. Life is fragile. You never know. Last week I talked about it and I talked to one of my buddies after church. I said, you know, we never wake up and say, you know, I think today is the day that I probably won't make it. But I'm going to tell you what. What you can do when you have a relationship with the Lord, you can say, regardless of my time, regardless of my day, I've already made it in Christ. Because I've made my commitment to call on the name of Jesus. I've turned from my sin and put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the good news. That's the gospel. That's the very thing that was putting Paul in chains. That's the very thing that was getting Paul whipped and beaten and left for dead. That was the very thing that got him just, I'm looking for the right word. I'm looking for that got him mowed down, shoved around, pushed down, hurt, beaten, everything else. But look at the joy in the man's life because Jesus rose him up. Amen. The Lord rose him up continually. So today I, I pray that, you know, we get the eternal picture that makes a big difference. And I, and I just I want to take just a second to show how important it is for us to pull together in these things. So we need to pull together, and not only that, we get to stand together. I'm going to read a little bit with you guys here. Verse 7. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, 
for you have a special place in my heart. Amen. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and defending and confirming the truth of the good news. I love that. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. Man, that right there, let that sink in for a minute. Paul's mission was marked by love. I want to I I say something here. In your life, what would be, if you asked somebody one word to describe you, what would that word be? I don't know. Is it fear? Is it grace? Is it love? Is it hate? Is it anger? Is it danger? Is it peace? Is it forgiveness? I don't know. But I tell you what. You really want to know sometimes what you're giving off? Years ago when my kids were real little, I got brave. And we were riding along, and I've shared the story, but it's been a long time. And it just made me think about this. We were riding along, and I said, hey, guys, what do you think the most important thing is to Dad? And they said, well, you like playing guitar. And I thought, okay, let's go a little deeper. I said, no, what really matters to, to, to Dad? What do you think really matters to Dad? And they said, Jesus and us. And I thought, wow. That's what I wanted them to, 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 to feel, not just to say. I didn't want them to say, I, I didn't, this was not a staged question or anything else. But it also made me think, am I spending too much time playing guitar? Am I taking that time away? I wanted to evaluate that, and the Lord just dropped that in my spirit as I'm driving along. And I pray that today their same answer would be, Dad, it's, it's about the Lord and us. Because I'm going to tell you what. People don't want to hear what you say if they don't see what you do. You could talk to them all day, but they want to see the fruit in your life. And I pray that even when we fall and we fail, we're quick to get back up and say, thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness and keep pressing on and keep pushing on. When we look at Paul's mission, it was all marked by love. He was always sharing about how much he loved his church family, how much he loved the Lord, how much that even though these difficult things, and I'm going to get ready to transition to that, these difficult things were in his life. He didn't care uh, that, that these things were going on because he was eternally minded, right? He, he looked at the bigger picture. He knew that that trumped anything else going on because this life here is short, friends, and eternity is forever. And if you reject the only way to heaven, you end up with hell. Today, don't reject what Jesus Christ has done for you. Also, we stand together because we defend the truth. What's the truth? The gospel, the good news that there's one way to heaven, and it's through a personal relationship with, the George, with, with Jesus Christ. The Bible says real clear in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I want you to hear that today. That there's one way. You say, isn't that narrow-minded? Hey, you can talk to God about it. I'm telling you what the Word says. It's not different ways. There's one way, and His name is Jesus. And I'm here today to defend that truth through the Word of God and by the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ and the testimony of what He's done in my life and what He will do in your life. You say, well, buddy, you, you sound pretty confident in that. Yes, I am. Why? Because you're a preacher? No. Because Jesus is Lord. 
Jesus Christ is Lord, and I believe it. I believe that his word right here, this is the inspired word of God. It's the truth. You, you, you can try all you want to bend it, but I'm going to tell you what. When you look at, at this and rightly divide the word of God, you're going to see the truth, and you're going to see Jesus that's for you, and Jesus loves you, and he's made a way for us to pull together and stand together, but we need to defend that truth. Look at this here. Do you have compassion? Of Christ, do you have the compassion of Christ? I, I look at this so many times, and I think, well, some days better than others. Let's be honest with you. If you've been home for a few weeks with all your family and, and your schedules changed, and I want you guys to do something for me. If you're listening right now and you have trouble right now understanding what day it is, hit some thumbs up because our schedule is different. I, I used to think it was kind of funny when people were retiring. They go, well, what day is it? What day is it? Well, I understand that. Now, when you get out of a, a, a routine, things change. But I'm here to tell you, never get out of a routine of reading the Word of God. Because once it, it's a routine, it becomes so much more than a routine. It's that relationship. You want to meet with God. You want to read about God. You want to share. You want to build yourself up. So when things like this come, you can stand. But not only when the difficult times come, you can still rejoice in them. But wouldn't you want to rejoice in all that God's done for you? Do you have the compassion of Christ? Do you have forgiveness? Do you have grace? Are you willing to forgive pretty rapidly? Are you willing to say, hey, you know what? See, let, let me tell you all something that I've learned over time. Forgiveness does not mean that you agree with the offense. It means that you agree that you will not let that hold you back. You, you, you agree that you're going to trust God to take care of that. And you're going to be in the forgiving mode just like God. And let me tell you what. I am never minimizing what some folks have been through. Never. Please hear me. Never. But I tell you what. God will bring healing to you as you release that compassion of Christ to others. And I hope you guys are enjoying this message. I know I'm having a good time preaching it because everybody needs encouragement, including your pastor. Come on, let's kick it up one notch. So we're going to grow together. We talked about pulling together, grow together, uh, stand together. Now we're at grow together. Look at this, verse 9. Let's read it together here. I pray that you, your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding. For I want, to, I want you to understand what really matters. That'll preach right there by itself. I want you to know what really matters. So that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in, in your life by Christ, Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Mm -mm -mm. I love that verse. As we unpack it, I pray that it's one of your favorites too. What do we used to say? Where's the love? He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in the knowledge and understanding. Understanding of what? Who Christ is, what Christ's done, who you are in Christ, who you belong to when you turn around and you turn around and understand that when you put your faith and trust in the Lord, that he gives us his spirit and his spirit comes into us to seal us to the day that he comes back, that to, to nudge us along, to encourage us, to guide us, to give us wisdom, to help us interpret the Bible as we turn around. All this is Holy Spirit breathed through man to pen this love letter to you and me. That's a gift. So look at this. Where's the love? You look at how much love God Shared for you. Why wouldn't you share love with others? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have 
everlasting life. Jesus came and lived a sinless life because you and I and all had turned around and sinned. Why do we sin? Because we're sinners. It was in our DNA from the fall in the garden. But because of Jesus, he set us right in the family of God. Because of what he did, he purchased us out of that sin debt and puts us in the family by faith. When you receive that by faith, the good news, by faith, you start experiencing the love. And when that love comes into your life, I pray that you can't contain it, that you share it with everybody you can find. That's why we diligently try to proclaim the gospel message each and every time we can. So what really matters? I'd say living it out for Christ. How about that? Are we willing to live out the life that God calls us to? Are we willing to reflect Christ right now in our crisis? Are we producing hope in others while the world is producing hopelessness? Take an inventory of your words and your actions. You may be surprised. I'll go back to that conversation with my children years ago. They're watching all the time. They're taking it in. They see mom and dad at their best. They see them at their worst. Many times I think about when, when my boys were growing up and maybe I didn't handle a situation as best as I could and I'm laying down and I'm praying about it and the, and, and the Lord brings it to my mind. And, and I, I, my boys will tell you this right now. I'd go in there and wake them up. I'd go, hey, and they go, what's up, Dad? And i go, you know, I really didn't handle that good today. And I'm sorry, but I love you. And this is why I said this and did this, but I don't think I did the best. But I just want to know, your dad loves you. Forgive me. I don't like going to bed but not having things right. And sometimes that means you stay up a lot later <laughs> than you probably want to. But forgiveness is available at every juncture, every minute, every point of our walk with the Lord. So where's your love? What really matters? To me, I tell you what really matters is that people hear this message today, the unchanging message of the gospel, and they receive the good news of Jesus Christ, that they realize that we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that we understand that our sin separates us from an awesome and holy God. And if we die in our sin, we die and we go to hell for eternity. You don't have to. Jesus made a way. He's the only way. And he says, when you will turn from that, Confessor said, Lord, forgive me, I've sinned. And call on the name of Jesus and, and say, Lord, thank you for taking my place. Lord, thank you for taking my punishment and laying your life down. See, Jesus poured out his blood. He gave his life and they buried him in a tomb. And on the third day he rose. It is finished. Man, what must somebody do to get this? Ask, believe, and receive. It's there for us. That's what really matters. Look at this. Bringing it on home here. Help me out over there, guys. What fruit do you produce? Is it righteous character, or do others see uh, in your character just the world? Hey, friends, I appreciate you praying us on through. We've had some crazy technical difficulties, and I really believe I'm going to look at it as a positive thing. I believe that so many people are live streaming that it just bogs down the, the baseline there, but it's not going to stop us from sharing the message. We're just bringing this home. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump back in here about where's the love. So I want to tell you this. The love 
is with Jesus Christ. The love is for you through the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, that's our message. Today, that's our message. We come down here, what really matters is just what I told you. Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? Today, I want you to understand that Jesus is for you, that God loves you, and we love you. And it's all about putting our faith and trust in him. Today, what fruit do you produce? Do you represent God well? I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you guys are encouraged in the Lord today. You know, we're right to the end, and we start having a couple of little bumps, bruises, and setbacks. I refuse to let a technical difficulty make me bitter. I'm going to let it make me better. So I'm going to give you the best news there is. Jesus died for your sin. Jesus died for my sin. Have you come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross? Today I pray through this time, through this message, that today you say, you know what? That makes sense. I need Jesus. I'm going to turn from my sin and set my feet towards the cross. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, not that of yourself, but it is a gift of God. Friends, today, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I pray that today, out of anything you do, out of anything you see, out of anything you say, that you say, you know, yes to Jesus. So, friends, I pray that you're encouraged. Share the message. We love you. We'll see you soon. Jesus died for us. He rose for us. You can have eternal life by putting your faith and trust in him. We love you. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Thank you.